Hey there, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Crossbar podcast. I'm your host, Josh, as always, joined by Benno. How are you, mate? Not too bad, mate. It's been it's been a rough week for everybody. Mate, I don't think I've had that much attention on my phone in a very, very long time. Messages oh. and friggin' Facebook notifications and shit going everywhere. I got a brand new one, and I'm going to have to replace it under warranty. I've had it a week, and it's about to blow up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, guys, look, big shout out before we go any further to Gabriel Mark Optometrist, our major sponsor. If you are in the Newcastle area, be sure to go down and see those guys at Jesmond for all your eye care needs. It is muchly appreciated. Um, tonight's show, tonight's show is going to be a little bit different. Um, as I'm sure you guys can see, there are a few people here with us. Uh, we've got a couple of boys from the Western Service crew, Benny and Jay. How are you guys? Good, thanks, mate. No, thank you. Yeah, right. You're good, mate. Thanks for being here, guys. Um, we do have a member from the Red Army, Adelaide United. We have uh, Rob. How are you, mate? Very good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Muchly appreciated. And we also have Pete um, representing, obviously, the coast, good old central coast. Take it easy in the chat, guys. I know a lot of you guys are <laughs> we're, we're all here for, um, for a good cause and, you know, one that we all stand by and hopefully – We'll we'll get we'll get some conversation going with um you guys in the chat. And all rivalries yeah, are put aside. Absolutely, there are no rivalries. We're all fans um of the A League and football in Australia right now. With everything that's been going on, as Ben said in the last couple of days, it's been an absolute shit show. There's been massive talk from you know clubs um as we we didn't know anything about it. Obviously, we're all for it. We're against it. Fans are looking at walkouts. Um, There's so much going on, which we're going to try and dissect a little bit tonight. So bear with us. Hope you guys can stick around for the, let's say, good hour. Um, And as I said, if you guys have got any questions and so forth in the chat, we'll um, we'll all try and get that answered and so forth. But um, yeah, I'll hand it over to Benny and um, let's get things underway. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to firstly state that Anything that comes out of myself or Josh's mouth tonight is not a representation of the Newcastle Jets. These are our own personal opinions and do not reflect that of the Newcastle Jets. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, where do we kick it off? Who wants to? Who wants to? Who wants to? Who wants to start? Where do, where do we? Who, who would we like start? to start? Where do we start? Oi. I know. I know. I know. The Red Army have had plenty um, to say. In the last, well, Adelaide as well, I suppose it's a whole. Um, in the last couple of days, I've had plenty to say, mate. So we'll, we may as well start with you. How's how's it been as as a, as someone who is definitely part of the fan base um, and you know sits high on that fan base? Um, what's it been like for you guys? Yeah, look, it's. I woke up on Monday morning. And saw the, the the tweet from uh, Adam Adam Peacock, and since then my phone has been recharged six times. I have been in and out of meetings at work, typing away statements. I've been flicking emails through to to members, and then also trying to keep abreast of the whole situation. Um, the Red Army have made it very well uh, and truly clear, and the Secretary of the Red Army. We can clearly state we condemn um, the the actions of the APL. We condemn the other greed that has been shown in this. 
Um, and to be quite frank with you, the, the football doesn't exist without the fans. Uh, we make it very, very blunt and clear that the fans, especially Adelaide United supporters, were not um, involved in any way, shape or form um, advised on this. And from what we've been made aware, uh, most most people involved didn't know about this until Monday morning um, when Adam Peacock sent through um, basically the, the, the tinderbox. So at the moment we are um, doing what the APL should have done in the first place, we are consulting our members. We are consulting our members in every way, step, uh, step of the form, and we are being 100% transparent with our discuss- discussions, actions, and most of all, um, what we choose to do, which was basically on the 27th, which will be against the Newcastle Jets. Um, we will be walking out on the 20th minute of the game um, and showing the APL what they're going to expect in the next three grand finals. Um, one one thing I will just state as well, there's been um, notice just presented that there are people from the APL who are getting death threats. We condemn this. You do not go after the people from APL in this way, shape or form. This is a gutless action and anyone caught doing this, you are not a part of the A-League. You are not a part of the fan base that we love. So let's make sure we do this right. We do this legally. And we do this fairly. That's right. I suppose at the end of the day, there every active support group and every club in general is going to make is going to do what they can to have their voice heard in relation to this towards the APL. Going that far to the extremes is not a positive way of getting our message across. Um, doesn't it doesn't matter like that. That in itself is just not on. There are other things that we can do that are more proactive as far as what we are as fans are concerned to get that message across strongly towards the APL. Okay, we're going to move now across to Pete. What have you got for us, buddy? Mate, I, um, we've, we've been speaking uh, pretty closely with the club over the last couple of days since the story broke on Monday, obviously. Um, having a big chat with Sean Millicamp, the, uh, the CEO of the Central Coast Mariners, of course. Um, he, well, the first anyone at the club knew about this was, uh, was Saturday morning. Um, the chairman, Richard Peel, wasn't even aware of it until, uh, until 8 o'clock Sunday night sort of thing after, um, after the derby on Sunday. Um, so the club would totally blindsided by this and uh, of course you know just as much as 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 we as fans were as well um the club you know they don't support the decision um even even in spite of the fact that uh potentially it doesn't change anything for us because you know we've already had a grand final that uh, that was moved to sydney um back in back in 2008 of course let's move right away from that one though um but you know it's not about it's not about us as a club. This is about the lack of transparency, the lack of, um, uh, I guess, foresight and planning, uh, seemingly from the APL. The lack of consultation um, across the board with all the clubs and with all the fan groups. Nothing occurred. Um, so, for them to be able to unilaterally make the call to to move the next three finals and, and essentially sell them out um, for. What is effectively a pittance, really, when you look at the figures that have been quoted, is it's disgraceful. And you know that's that's my opinion. Um, and I know a lot of the guys in the Yellow Army share that opinion as well. 
Yeah, from from what I could gather from the numbers that were released that I saw earlier today, it was something like formula, something like in the realm of four million dollars a year. And then they stated that each club will get a million. Yeah, yeah. That, so- to me, that to me is a bit dodgy maths. <laughs> four million in the what twelve? That ain't a million. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that so ain't I think. A million. I think four four million four million a year um, works out to be twelve million. That's what I've heard as well. The cash component of this is uh, is twelve million, with about three million in in contra, um, and the the clubs will receive a million each. But that's over a three year period, so you're looking at about three hundred and thirty three k for each club uh, per year. So you know, that's one player's salary. It's it's a joke. Yeah, it, it, it's one foreigner's salary. Yeah. In- which is basically a pittance. All, all, all this, all this uproar from the fans just so you can get one extra foreigner if they allow that <laughs> extra spot mm. is is just, in my opinion, enough. Like, no, there, no. There, there are more, there are more positive ways that it could have gone about. But to me, the, the the string of the issue here is the the lack of consultation. Not so much between the fans. Piss the fans off all you want, but at the end of the day, to blindside the clubs at the same time. That's just that's that's biting the hand that feeds you. Yeah, I think I think the lack of transparency with the fans is is the biggest thing for me. That's the one that's really biting the biting the hand that feeds you. You know, you remember not so long ago, um, the A League's big campaign was all about for the fans and, and ninety minutes and ninety emotions and everything like that. We've gone through the full range of ninety emotions in the last in in the last two days, and they were all you know pretty angry ones, and they're all directed centrally at the governing body. Hundred um. percent. Before we go any further and we get on to the um, guys from Western United, just um, a quick one into the chat. Obviously, there's plenty of people in here now. There's about 18 or so watching at the moment. If you guys are in here watching it, we'd love you to share um, share it out, get it, get it out to as many people as we can, get your opinions, whack them in the chat. We'll try and get to as many as we possibly can through the, through the show and so forth. But, yeah, at the end of the day, we want as many people in here as we possibly can to sort of hear, you know, again, we're sitting here with a few other supporter groups, not just obviously Ben and myself as Jets fans. Um, as we said, if you have come late, we've got Adelaide, Central Coast, uh, Western United here. So, um, but yeah, we'll, I'll pass it back over to um, West, the Western United boys to get their thoughts on everything that's happened, considering, you know, I spoke to Jay and they were pretty much in the same boat. Um, you know, uh, Chris didn't really know anything about it either from what he was telling me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what are your thoughts, boys? So, um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll uh, um, we'll sort of uh, Benny and I have sort of divvied it up. I've been talking to the club a fair bit, and obviously all, all uh, a lot of the guys from the crew have been talking in groups and and all that. And um, where we we share, we share the, a similar sentiment, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll let Benny go because he's got a, a thing to say on, on behalf of the Western Service crew. He's got our statement. Yeah. So uh, just on behalf of the Western Service crew, um, one, we'd like to say how um, you're proud of our club we are um, and the fact that when the club itself released their statement, how cut and dry it was, there was no umming and ahhing and sitting on the fence. Um, they were very clear that they you know, were backing the fans in this and that they were against the decision by the APL. Um, and also to um, some of the mem- uh, staff members within the club um, for statements they've made. I saw one from Steve Horvath in response to um, 
A-League memes on Twitter and Jason Sirakis also released a statement, um, again, being very clear and dry about what they had to say. Um, so, yeah, we're you know unbelievably proud of the club and what they've done on social media. Um, I guess that, you know, we're very lucky as, as it stands. We were, you know, though it wasn't a home grand final for us, you know, are one of the two teams, us and Melbourne City, to share uh, a grand final in our home state. Um, so I guess say that, you know, we're lucky and you can see what a home grand final in your state does. You know, people look at our attendance through the season and yet we, we cop all the jokes, we're the butt of the jokes when it comes to attendances. But you saw what that final series did to our attendance numbers and, you know, if we had to travel to Sydney, you know, we'd get, you know, less than 100 people travel. And I've spoken with Melbourne City fans who said if that grand final had been played in Sydney, you're looking at a, a 5K attendance, you know, instead of the 22,000 that it was on the night. So, yeah, I think that'll um, that's enough from me, okay? Yeah, um, just also on behalf of the crew, obviously a lot of, a lot of, a lot of teams um, – a lot of uh, uh, supporter bases, you know, you got uh, the Cove, um, uh, City as well, uh, the, the Terrace and um, and Victory supporters. Um, they're they're all obviously walking out at twenty minute uh, at the twenty minute mark as well. Uh, and we're just pretty much finalising. We're we're going to be doing the exact same thing with um with the Western Service crew um, because. Obviously, we're 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 all in this together. We we t- we talk a lot of smack, and, and we all have our differences. But in the end, you know, we we want this game to flourish. So, um, I think it's it's really important that um, all the rivals, you know, we we set this aside and focus on um, the right thing to do. So, um, I'm I'm glad to hear that you know we're we're all on the same page, but we're not in an echo chamber. Everyone's sort of come to this. I've I've found has come to this conclusion. Uh, on their own, you, you're finding that the minority actually do agree with this. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd have to say I can't speak for everyone because I haven't heard it, everyone's opinion, obviously, in the Western Service crew, but I'd say 99%, if not 100, uh, are completely against against the, the grand final move into Sydney. So I'm glad we can have this conversation and, and really uh, get to know you guys more as well and, and uh, understand that we're all on the same page here. 100%. So um, from what I've seen as well, I think, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure that the RBB are also staging a walkout as well. The only, one of the only clubs that I haven't seen a definite walkout for so far is us. Um, in relation to Terrace Novacastria, they have made a statement, which I'll read in a, in a little bit's time, but... To throw a bit of a spanner in the works here, it's common knowledge. I live down south in Melbourne. I support the Jets. I'm an interstate supporter, so I'm not a stranger to travelling for a grand final. Been up to Newcastle for the 2008 grand final. The long-winded way, but that's a story for another day. My, my crux is moving it to, like, having a home final, like, home advantage is a big thing. And, and, and we can all understand that. But there's a couple of things that twig in my brain about this. The first one is, I don't mind travelling interstate for a grand final. 
I'd much rather travel and watch a packed out 33,500 McDonald Jones Stadium like I did in 2008 against the victory than going to some rando stadium in Sydney that needs to be paid for by someone. Whether that is coming into it financially, don't know. They may be using it as a way to pay off the stadium. We don't know that. We'll never know that. That's one issue. My immediate reaction when I first saw the initial statement when it was released on the Monday was I felt pain in my heart for every single Wellington Phoenix supporter. Because it's one thing going from Melbourne to Sydney to go and watch a grand final, but to fly across the ocean from the Cape Tin all the way up to Sydney to watch a grand final that rightfully, let's say, which comes to shove, Wellington have the right to host, that's just a kick in the teeth for me. That's a kick in the teeth for every Wellington Phoenix supporter. Especially considering that they've stated, um, that they've come out and stated that they are looking at another New Zealand side um, in, in the coming years as the expansion. Correct. Could you imagine both those sides winning the grand final and then, and then having to travel? To, like, let's, let's take Sydney out of it, right? Because Sydney have made the bid now and they've got it at this stage. That's not to say Melbourne's gonna not, not going to do the same thing in South Australia and so on, because they are. You know, if it stays this way, it's, it's going to be chaos in two years' time um, with everyone trying to freaking put their bid forward to host it for the next three years or whatever. And pretty much New Zealand knowing that they're never going to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, it's just not going to happen for them. So it's, it's just sort of, yeah, you, you can sort of feel for them. And it's, it's just the, the biggest issue is <clears throat> everyone's feeling the pain. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't have been prouder to, as, as just a fan of the game, listening to the Cove, listening to, you know, um, the RBB and stuff like that coming out going, yeah, cool, we get it for the next three years, it's five minutes down the road, but what if this was happening in Melbourne? Then we're screwed. And then we've got to travel all the time. So they've, they haven't just taken into consideration that frigging, yes, it's in their own backyard, so we're not going to worry about it, and we're, we're, we're winning. They're thinking as a group, as as a you know, as a community, as as fans of the of the Australia's game and the world game, and going, no, this is bullshit. You know, it's um, it's just absolute craziness. It's not right. The way they've gone about it, the way that you know, they've just they've dragged they've dragged players into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, Craig Goodwin's getting. You know, he's come out and stated himself that he's, you know, that wants nothing to do with it. Friggin', it was just an ad. Um, was he even told what it was for? Can I can I uh, interject on that one? I can advise that the recording that they used for the grand final footage was pre-season footage. He was specifically talking about the grand final itself and how special it is. In no way, shape or form does he ever mention the word Sydney all New South Wales in his grab. It is the same with a few of the other grabs that they had used in that marketing campaign that specifically was used from pre-season information. The, the, Craig was fuming. All right, Craig was fuming, and I want to say I have nothing but the utmost respect for the guy given the fact that he was the first player to come out, or current player to come out and say, this is absolute BS. Um, you know, he showed the way in the World Cup. He's showing the way now as not only a football player, but as a football fan of the Australian game, this is not acceptable. 
Uh, Isabella Laguza, thank you very much in chat uh, for clarifying my statement. The RBB haven't agreed a walkout. They don't play at home until January anyway, but the RBB is strongly against the decision. I did read their statement saying that they were against it. I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. That's why I said don't quote me on it. But thank you very much for that. And if I can clarify something on, um, on on the Cove as well, they also haven't agreed a walkout just yet. Um, they obviously play at uh, Central Coast Stadium this Saturday night. Um, their plan is to do a silent protest for the first 23 minutes of the game, um, whereas the Yellow Army will actually be walking out in the 20th minute. So that's going to be interesting. But, um, yeah, interesting dynamic there. We'll see how that plays out. But at the same point as well, you, you've got to sit there and think, if one side's going to walk out, and I would assume this for... Um when the when the Red Army stage their walkout, when the Jets go and play at Coopers, um, that people are going to realise when it's happening during the stadium, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of the Newcastle fans turn around and go, no, and they do go with them. It's not going to be all of them, and it's not, I don't think it's going to be a full active decision, whether you're just a travelling fan or you are part of the active. Um, they may choose in their own personal opinion, to do the walk with the Adelaide. Yeah, um, yeah, and there are, there are there are quite a few Sydney fans that, um, that have come out um, in support of the Yellow Army statement that was released earlier today and um, have said, fantastic guys, we'll walk with this sort of thing. Um, but the official stance from the Cove is that they'll be remaining in the ground. Yep. I think the other one as well, talking about, you know, we can talk about Adelaide in this one with Robbie here. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to... You know, get a bit of insight before the podcast and it was a good question that come up because I stated you know the whole protest of walking out to the fact where we, we were sitting there obviously chatting away and a good one come up saying why not go at all and it sort of it got me thinking you know you've got a bit yeah of, I've Robbie, suggested that before you know Robbie, obviously Robbie's got a bit of time because I believe they're doing it you know um, the 27th <laughs> after Boxing Day is when they're playing the Jets but they've got a little bit of time to sort of work, work it out and um, Again, don't, you know, you guys do what you have to do and so forth. But honestly, I would find that more appealing, knowing that the commentators and that are frigging walk, walking around and they're commentating on the ground and there's no one there. I, um, we, we, we spoke about this as well and, you know, we had a couple of ideas. Do we just not turn up at all? Do we walk out immediately after kickoff? Um, but we sort of landed on the 20-minute on the decision Um thinking that let's show them what they're missing. Let's let's bring it to the table. Let's be as loud as, as, as possible for the first 20 minutes and then we're out sort of thing. So let's let's rip it away from them and show them, you know, that without the fans at the end of the day, it's it's nothing. I think yeah, I think that's thing. sorry guys, I think that's the same thing that we're gonna be going for. Obviously we're not the biggest um biggest active support, but we can make noise. You do hear us on TV. Um, and I think there will be a stark contrast after 20 minutes. It's going to be quite a, you know, um, it is, we are playing against um, uh, the Wanderers on Sunday and they can make a bit of noise uh, when they, when they do come out, but uh, I don't know what they'll, what they'll be doing. I don't know what the RBB's plans are, but uh, at this stage, I believe our plan is to, yeah, stage a 20 minute walkout as well, head back down to the pub and, um, yeah, uh, I, I think uh, it's going to be quite eerie uh, around a lot of a lot of the A League grounds this weekend uh, if those walkouts do go through. I uh, look. My my frustration is 
we are doing this not because we want to. All right. I sit there for 90 minutes every home game and bang the living crap out of the drums. All right. Until my fingers are blistered, until I'm bleeding. I do it because I love my club. So I love the players. I, I get along with the players. I, I have a, a, a great privilege in being able to know them personally. For me, this is not about the players. This is not about the club. This is about showing those who are in charge we are not a, a commodity. We are not just an asset or a, a, a money bank to them. We are passionate fans. We will show you with our wallets and with our hearts that if you are going to try and screw us, we will show you what happens. All right. At the end of the day, we have done this before. In 2015, we put them to the to this wayside and showed them that we are not just going to sit down and take it. All right. And if that means we have to do this again, we will do it with absolute passion. And I'm, I'm sorry, but Monday morning showed to the football community of Australia, we are not going to accept this. We are not for sale. Our game is not for sale. And if you think that you can get away with this, you are goddamn wrong. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Luke has brought up a very interesting point as far as the uh, on the Newcastle side of things, which I'll read first before going into uh, our active support Nova Ter- uh, Terrace Novacastria's statement that they posted. Uh, Newcastle Herald has been told that a section of Jets fans will be joining the protest in Lee McDonald Jones Stadium early in the second half of the Jets' clash against the Brisbane Roar. Don't know how that how true that is. I will see that. I will reconfirm that once I see it come out in the Herald. Can I just quickly state as well from, you know, again, coming from the Jets, you know, like Robbie, you know, again, I'm privileged to be able to get plenty of access um, of the club and, you know, the fan and, you know, the supporters as well as the players and stuff like that. So, you know, again, I'm very lucky. I love my club. I've been there since day one before the A-League. You know I mean? I've got breakers stuff, which, you know, from the old NSL and stuff like that, you know, there's, there's nothing I love more than supporting the Jets and, um, you know, through the highs, the lows, Yep. And um, the in-betweens of ownership and everything else that goes on with it. Um, but the one thing I can say is this Friday, this Friday is 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 a special day um, with the teddy bear, teddy bear toss that we've organised. We've organised it well before this came out. It's in the um, statement. So the biggest thing is before you guys walk out, whether you want to do that or not, make sure you guys bring as many as many teddy bears and so forth as you guys can throw on the pitch as you walk as you walk out i don't care if you throw them as you go but um this close to christmas there are plenty of people out, plenty of kids out there and so forth that you know you get so much out of a, out of a teddy bear something so small something so genuine um but yeah you know the biggest thing is that's that's priority um you know we take football aside for a moment and you know you look at some of the kids and that that need like you know need help more than friggin um, most so yeah by all means do your protest, walk out, that's fine, but bring as many toys in with you, um, teddy bears as you can to throw as these guys walk out in protest. Um, but, yeah, I'll let Benny um, speak about, obviously, the... So the official statement posted here from two days ago from Terrace Novacastria is, today supporters from all over the country put their differences aside and stand together against the baseless decision to host the next three grand finals in Sydney. Since the beginning, these grand finals have been played to capacity crowds across the country, spreading the global game across our entire nation. For the city whose club has earned the right to host it. In 2018, the A-League grand final 
united our region in a way never seen for over a decade, despite the abysmal nature in which it was officiated. That night remains a proud achievement not only for our club but our supporters, but to our city and the wider sporting community in this country. Should our team earn that chance again, we would expect to see the match return to Newcastle, just as it should Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, or, for the first time, even Wellington. We understand that the league must survive financially to remain at the forefront of Australian sport, but without, the, without these fans, the game is nothing. We are certain those who made this decision were aware it would be met with a negative reaction nationally, so now we ask why. With our, permission, uh, with our position made very clear, we as a group return our focus to the teddy bear toss on Friday night as we expect the issue will be resolved by those who made it. Eris Novacastria. Yeah, um, there was a question in here which I'll get you guys all to answer your thoughts. Um, I believe... You know, thank you. I want to thank everyone as well who's in the chat. We're you know, we're close to thirty guys in the chat, and so and again, girls in, in the chat. So um, we're not used to this. If you haven't shared it, be sure to share it around and so forth. Even afterwards, you know, get everyone in there to have a listen, um, and so forth. Because at the end of the day, we can't. You know, the the league, as as we've said previously, can't run without the fans. There is no fans. There is no league. Um, therefore, we see such amazing talent. Um, Australian talent, youth to senior talent, um, walk out of Australian football and you know start looking overseas and so forth to play their, apply their trade. You know we're lucky at the moment to have some of the best best Australian talent in the world playing in our own league. Come back from Qatar, doing really well. So um, yeah, without the fans, it's nothing. But there's one here. Um, let's start with Benny from Western United. I'll put it out to you. And then we'll just sort of go through um, to you, Jay, and then um, we'll go down to Pete and then obviously to Rob. Um, what information would have to come out? So what information would have to come out for you to be okay with this decision? I, to be honest, would like some, you know, clarification on what consulting was done, who was consulted um, when that uh, like we we spoke before the pod um, about you know from within the APL who they consulted with um, in terms of the clubs who you know uh, like the, there was the victory chairman um, on the board and it's um, you know he didn't turn around and say anything and you know most of us didn't have an indication until Monday morning when it was announced. Um, so yeah, some clarification on you know who was consulted, um, and then I saw a comment earlier in the chat go through, um, and I guess uh, um, we mentioned that you know this has only been out for three days, but what those you know packages that they talk about would look like if this does happen, it's like you know for you know people like Knicks fans, like you know Glory fans who are traveling staggering distances for their their team what are these packages going to look like is it you know 50 bucks and off flights and a room in the ibis or is it um you know something more substantial for them i um <clears throat> i the only the only way you can get me to agree on this is if you uh 
pay for the flights and accommodation of every every single person that buys a ticket to the grand final in Sydney. Because um, let's be real, um, they're, they're, they're talking about, oh, you know where the grand final is going to be so you can book in advance, but you don't know your team's in the grand final till the week before, maybe, you know, two weeks if they change fixtures or whatever. Uh, that That's all as well. Um, that being said, I don't mind travelling for the game. I, I've, I've made sure I do at least one or two away trips every season. I'm going to Adelaide this year, very keen on that. Um, but uh, it's just, uh, I, I, I don't see any, any positives in this for the average fan. Um, we, we all spend our hard-earned money uh, week in, week out, supporting our clubs anyway. And um, obviously all these people with millions to throw around uh, just don't care, you know. They obviously with grand finals, uh, a grand final happening in Sydney, you know, flights are going to get jacked up in price. Um, Accommodation is going to get jacked up in price. You see it with the AFL grand final, the NRL grand final, and you know, it's it's not always a significant amount, but it's definitely a lot more than the home and away game. So, uh, I I think um, a much more appropriate and acceptable. Uh, thing to put forward would be if they consulted with the New South Wales government and maybe did something like the AFL and the NRL do, which is a magic round or a, a gather round where uh, every team plays a game in in Sydney or around Sydney. Uh, they're doing it in the AFL this year, and I'm actually travelling to Adelaide because I'm lucky enough. Uh, luckily, Western are playing that same weekend, as well as every other football uh, AFL football team in Australia. So. It's like sort of a double whammy. Uh, I get to enjoy five, six games of sport in one weekend. So it's like, if you want to draw a, a large amount of people, why not put on a gather round, something like that, something that's much more easier to book for everyone, you know, um, something you can announce at the start of the season so people have time to make their preparations to go. But like a, a grand final, uh, it's it's the most important game of the season and uh people are going to have to make an impulsive decision a week out whether or not they want to go if their team makes it. And I just think that's unacceptable. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's especially with the cost of living up going up 20%, 30%, you know, it's like, what, what do you expect of people? You know, we're not all made of money. Um, we're, a lot of us are just average Australians. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's kind of disgusting that, you know, that they don't think, then the, the whoever's making these decisions aren't thinking like football fans. They're thinking they're running it like a business, um, and it is a business, but it doesn't. It's not a business you can run like it, you your typical run of the mill business. You know this this relies on on people, the fans, and the passion, and it, it feels like they're slowly trying to st- strip away the passion. No, you're right. I mean, it is it is a business at the end of the day. But you think about any other business in the world that would treat that would treat their key stakeholders with such utter contempt, they'd go under in a, in a flash, you know, and um, there's been a lot of, yeah, a lot of um, conjecture and, and, you know, talk about the A-League, you know, is this the death knell for the A-League? I don't think it is. Um, I think, you know, it's, potentially strong enough to survive but for me to be okay with this sort of decision as I think the question was originally posed I think that horse has bolted for me and and that's purely down to the the way that the APL put this out there and the the constant just gaslighting of fans you know if this is a cash grab just be honest about it you know if you need the cash that badly don't tell us that you're trying to create a tradition when you know 
this is realistically probably just going to be a three-year tradition. Then you're going to try and sell it off to the next highest bidder. Like, yeah. don't don't we're not, don't play us for fools. We're not idiots. So, yeah, that that horse is sort of bolted for me. I think. Yeah, I, I think I think it's more of a case of again, if they'd have come out and said that from the start, you know, this is why we're doing it because you know financially we're on our, our knees. A, lo- a lot more of the fans would have turned around and go, well, okay. We know the intention behind the move then. Yeah. Whereas yeah. at the moment, as, as supporters and fans, we're all in the dark. Even to, a, to somewhat of an extent, the clubs themselves are in the dark, but they would have somewhat more of a better idea. But if you're upfront and honest with us and turn around and go, hey, we're struggling for cash here, you know, that you, you'll find that most supporter bases and most people from most supporter, base, supporter bases Throw an extra dollar in the tin to help it. Because, again, with the passion that the supporters have, they're going to do that because they're going to want the game to continue. Exactly, exactly right. And, you know, we, we might be fickle as, as football fans in, in Australia, but we're also some of the most passionate fans of, of any code in, in the country. My big question, though, coming back to that whole, you know, is a league really that that far on its knees in that desperate need of cash what happened to the 140 million that we got from silver lake uh, you know 12 months ago where's that gone how how have they spunk that so quickly well the other side of the coin is there as well as did viacom cbs not do their due diligence before looking at taking on the rights to the a league a hasty uh, a hasty broadcast purchase yeah you wouldn't read about it would you i mean you wouldn't you wouldn't spend a butt ton of cash you know Sinking that much into it, if you knew it was going to cost that much, mm. like yeah. what? Like why? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's like throwing shit at a wall and see what sticks. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I think the hundred and forty million question—it's uh, the hundred and forty million dollar question. Well, I guess questions. you could call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably an entire podcast episode on its own oh, that yeah. that you'd need to dissect. I think. Yeah, Robbie. Um, there is nothing they can do to make this right. Um, in regards to the decision that's been made, the only thing that would bring some form of solace is the resignation of the APL and its board and that they make sure that there is a fair and equitable representation across not only the A-League men, but also the A-League women. Let's let's not beat around the bush here. There has been jackal in regards to the, the A-League women. All right, they are an equal part of this, and they have been left second to none. Um, in in terms of the money, I don't buy it. You know, we have over three hundred million dollars just described there between the deals between Paramount and Channel Ten, and we're also looking at the the money from the the the, the project or the Silver Group. Okay, mm. that's a lot of money. That is an awful lot of money. I appreciate and I acknowledge they don't receive all of that at the get-go because it is paid in uh, terms of uh, a deal all right, over a, a set number of years. We we fully acknowledge that. All right. What my concern is is that this was done by five board members of clubs that was not agreed to by the clubs until the deal was already done and from what? We're reading through the statements at the moment from the clubs. They weren't asked. They weren't discussed. There was no democracy. This was a dictatorship. You either follow the lead and take the the flack from the fans or you take the flack from the government. Which would you choose? Simple as that. 
So as far as I'm concerned, that's not how you run a business. That's not how you present yourself as a CEO. And quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned, why would we want that leading our game into the future? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Again, it's just I'm I'm sort of in the same boat. I just don't understand. I don't think there's anything really that they could do that would change my mind or and so forth. I think I think it's done. You know what I mean? Like it's no different. I don't. I'm I'm a very much a person of I don't really give people second chances. And when you've sort of come out the way the ways have gone about it, to me, just screams. You know, it's a, it's a slap in the face care. for all supporters. Yeah, they just did not give a shit. They just like, oh, f- who cares? It's all about the money, and you know they they heard the dollars and just went, that's more than we've got now. Sign the fucking paperwork. Um, you know it's it's craziness. You know, there's so much talk about. You talk about craziness from a Jets point of view, right? I go back to a Jets point of view. We're a club who doesn't have an owner, right? We have a consortium of fucking owners, and yet the only consortium, the only club on that consortium who didn't fucking know anything about it was Western United. Everyone else was for it, right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about your, your, um, you know, your Western Sydney and Sydney FC and, and so forth, but yet Western United are sitting there going, fuck that, we're against this shit, this, that's not right. But yet from speaking to Jay and him speaking to Chris and him going, I don't fucking know anything about it. What the hell's going on? And then the rest of them, you know, Shane included on, on our, you know, part of the, who is our chair, our chair um, is all for, you know, all for it. You know, I mean, whether he was 100%, like Shane I'm talking about, whether he was 100% with it mm. or he was just looking at it as shit needs to change and fucking it's a way to do it and I'm just going to run, I'm going to jump on board. No one really know, but the fact that you've got from a club who's got X amount of teams, oh X amount of clubs on this fucking consortium going, we'll give you money to help you out and get you through, and because we don't want to see any team go down the shitter, especially when we're trying to expand. Um, you've got one frigging team there, one one club there, who apparently, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticising Jay or anything like that, saying that fuck knows, but. Apparently, knew nothing about it. So how? Yeah, uh, my my big call on that in in relation to our consortium is, but for, for the clubs that are owned or well run with their own CEO at the top, for you guys in the releasing of your state official statements and stuff like that. <clears throat> excuse me. It's very black and white whether you either a do support or b don't support. All clubs have come out and basically turned around and said, no, we do not support this in any way, and B, we didn't even hear about it. But the Jets being owned by a consortium of other clubs, what I sit there and wonder about is, is Shane Mat- has Shane Matiski made the decision for the Jets, or have the other members of the consortium that own the other clubs made the decision for him, and he's just the name attached to it? If you're sitting, if you're sitting in Chris's point of view, in, in his in his shoes from Western United, you know, as as a you know CEO of Western United and so forth, if you're him, are you not sitting there going, "What the fuck was my input? Why was yeah. I informed of this shit?" They didn't I'm want just, to inform the Melbourne clubs because they knew was, they'd be right against it. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Well, just, the the Melbourne yeah. clubs were informed because obviously Anthony DiPetrio and um, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, the Melbourne City, I can't remember Melbourne City's why, but they've got a seat on the APL board. So anyone that has a seat on the APL board, they were aware, they voted yes for it. And mm. as a result, you know, we find ourselves in the, in the shit storm that we find ourselves in. It was, you know, Western United, Central Coast Mariners, Clubs like that, Adelaide um, United, I don't think they have representation on the APL board. And as a result, they knew nothing about it until the weekend. Mm. Mm. Um, so, so far as I know, um, yeah, we weren't notified until a couple of days before uh, it dropped. And, and obviously, um, we've, all, we've all pressed the leadership at the club and, you know, asked for answers. Um, you know, Jason saying he, he voted against it. And a lot of that's been uh, corroborated. But I've... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. As much as it much as it pains me to say, I don't know 100%, and I I pray they're not lying because that'd be a real uh, a real kick in the guts for for considering Western United have always been as transparent as possible. Um, say what you will about them, they're great with the fans. They try and really do a lot for us. Um, so yeah, I'm I, on one at one on one hand, I'm I'm very proud of what they've been able to do, but it's like. You know, um, I'm still looking. We're still looking for answers. We, we don't know 100. percent It's it's still a bit of he said, she said, and um, but like from the conversations I've had, um, I, I, I would tend, I would, I'm, I'm leaning towards us, um, towards them being truthful. But um, I, I just don't know how that's going to impact the result, whether or not Western United are going to lose any sort of good graces they've got with the ape. APL and it's like you know how's this going to affect the club coming forward if we're turning around and making a stand and and not many people are backing it backing us up what's going to happen to the four clubs that are that are against this are they not going to get a cut of the money you know what what what's the go like obviously um, if you watch the Western United doco um, we're not making money at the moment it all hinges on the stadium being built and who knows when that's a the, you know, we've got the training ground coming along quite nicely. We hopefully will be playing games there next season. But, like, you know, um, the A-League's an investment and it's just a quick cash grab. It's like it's not it's not how this should be happening, especially off the back of this World Cup. So, um, yeah, just, just to wrap it all up, um, who knows? If you can, try and get down, speak to your to – your, um, your board members, your CEOs, try and, you know, get, get in their face and grill them because we're not going to get that many answers over social media. Uh, I was lucky, obviously lucky enough to talk to Chris on the phone and briefly, but um, I, I want to definitely have another talk with him on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's up to us. It's up to the fans um, because when it, when it comes down to it, it's, it's you know, it's, it's us that – run the game, not the clubs, the game, you know. It, it doesn't happen if no one shows up. That's right. Yeah. And on the back on on the back of what you mentioned previously in, in part of what you said as well, that that may have been very much the case to the majority of the clubs that did know about it. Well, here's the offer. You vote no against it. That's all right. You don't get a share of the coin then. And the clubs are going to be scared to then say no against it. It's putting it's basically putting the clubs in a position where they're forced to say yes, because at the, at the last thing they want to do is to put themselves at an all at at a financial disadvantage to to your cities and and, and all like, all the clubs that did say yes. They don't want to be put, you know, three hundred and thirty odd k in the hole 
before they even start, that's that's going to skew the league. And it wasn't just a it wasn't just a bonus three hundred and thirty k either. It's um, reading between the lines of Richard Peel's statement from earlier this evening. Um, he's you know said it without saying that the league has well he actually did go as far as to say that the league would reduce their existing payments uh, to clubs uh, if the if the deal was vetoed. So mm. yeah, it's um, it's an absolute mess. But I've also just seen that Sydney FC have just released a, a, a club statement of their own. Um, one might be surprised to think that they actually back the deal. Shock and horror. It's how almost, you, you know, how how could you? I mean, how disadvantaged are you that it's play that you're home for the next three years? Mm. Well, this is the other thing that I spoke with Josh about. Is it actually confirmed that it will be played at a core? No. no, so this is what I had a really good chat with Sean Millicamp about earlier this afternoon. It's a New South Wales government deal. So it could be Newcastle, it could be Accor, it could be Allianz, it could be uh, Campbelltown, um, it could be Central Coast Stadium. You know, yeah. he, he asked the question, potentially, could we host a grand final at Central Coast Stadium? And no one's told him no. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't and see that's, it happening. And that's, but, you know. that's what I was discussing with Josh as well. I'm just like, well, okay, <clears throat> does that mean the APL doesn't? get to choose where the final is played and that power hold is held with tourism New South Wales or destination New South Wales. They may get to choose where it is. But Josh also brought up a very good point in saying that, okay, so let's just say it's locked in at a core stadium and let's just say that Ed Sheeran wants to come out and do a stadium tour. So what are you going to have at a core stadium on the same date? If Ed Sheeran wants the same date as the A-League, uh, at the A-League Grand Final... What's going to bring in more money? What's destination? What's destination? New South Wales going to say? No, we'll take Ed Sheeran because he's bringing in multi, multi millions, and we'll just move the A League Grand Final to back west. But it also begs the question as well: if Western Sydney and let's just say Western Sydney and Melbourne Victory get the Grand Final, right? Does that mean that if it's locked in at a core, does that mean Western Sydney will be able to host it at back west? thus giving them a home advantage but then there's no home advantage like there's so many yeah there's one statement but there's the answers give us more questions than what they do answers i I think we're getting way too ahead of ourselves in delving into what the possibilities are where we shouldn't even be no and i'm like i know because it shouldn't even we shouldn't be even getting it that far for me you want to talk like the biggest thing for me is and again i'm lucky enough where I know a few people and Welcome, and so forth. And the biggest problem for me of what I've heard out of the conversations I've had with people around the around other clubs, including my own, is they try and compare every every conversation ends with the same thing. We're trying you look at you look at the NRL and the AFL. Why the fuck are we looking at the NRL? We we don't want to be anything like those two codes. That's they're, right. They're, I, they're, they're unique. I, AFL at the MCG, you think of anything else? No, you don't. But they fill the fucker. There's 100,000 people there. But again, they're going to twist that as well. Because when they can't say that anymore, they'll turn around and say, well, well, that's okay. The, the, the cup finals always play to Wembley. Promotion playoffs are always played at Wembley. The, the, there's two arguments that they've made, in, which is just an absolute joke and a half. So the first one in regards to Wembley, you are talking 
about a a neutral ground in full respect is a neutral ground. You can also travel from one side of that country to the other in four hours. That yeah, okay? that was my point too. You you can travel to Wembley Stadium in four hours. In four hours, you are still in Queensland. In four hours, you aren't even out of Perth. In four hours, you are basically in the in the ocean, heading from yeah. New um, New Zealand. Okay, yeah. we don't have that luxury. We are a large country. We have a lot of mass in between them, and for us to travel from one side of the country to the other, it's going to cost you around two thousand dollars each way. Let's be frank. Okay, but at the same point as well. You look at you look at Eng- you look at yeah you look at England as well. The way that they've got their county set up, it's very different because for us football supporters here, it's not just a club rivalry, it's a state versus state rivalry. The second argument I'll have in AFL and NRL do it, so we must do it, is absolute bullshit. We have our own tradition. The club who has earned it, the club who has gone out there and for 26 rounds have finished above the one that they're about to compete against in the grand final, gets the right to host. It is simple as that. That is a tradition. I am, I, I will put it to you this way. I am so sick and tired of hearing either CEOs or APL try and tell us that our traditions are not traditions. They are. We have formed these over years with absolute blood, sweat and tears. And the, the, say, the fact that you can sit there and try and tell us that we have not got traditions is a load of bullshit. You need to really pull your heads in, guys, because all you're going to end up being is another episode on Netflix, um, Sunderland Until I Die, all right, where you've got a CEO in an office acting like an absolute twat trying to say that we need dance music to make this more hit, all right? We have walkout songs that are over 30, 40 years of age because they have meaning, soul, and that filthy word that you keep on trying to use in the wrong context, tradition. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing, and and to go back on that, they're the ones that say, you know, it's tradition. Guess what? It's the supporters that create the tradition, not the men in suits. Well, that's it. Tradition can't be forced. It can't be bought, sold. It, it, it's something that grows organically, and this is Correct. something that's grown organically since before a ball was kicked in the A-League, um, you know, since the NSL days. So, yeah, it's, it's being used, as, as you say, Robbie, in the wrong context entirely, and it's infuriating. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. You can't tell me you can go walk out and go to any A-League fan, uh, AFL fan or NRL fan, and, you know, like, let's say fucking... Bloody Adelaide Crows and friggin' um, uh, friggin' who else is the other one? Adelaide, Port Adelaide. Um, so that's how much I'm fucking up on the NFL. Um, you can't tell me you can go to those two supporter bases and go, would you rather play it here or, in, or would you still want to have it in? Like, surely the friggin' fans are going to go, well, fuck, if there's an option, why would we travel? <laughs> like, they're going to want to play it in their backyard. They've got the stadium to do it. It's big enough. Um, you know, it's not 100,000 seats, but. You know, who cares? It doesn't have to be 100,000 people there to make, to make I, it. I can also just quickly mention um, that they talk about, uh, like, the AFL Grand Final always played in uh, Melbourne, you know, regard, like, with, you know, the COVID exceptions. NRL always played in Sydney. You look at those two sports historically, they were Victorian sports. It was New South Wales. There were no other teams anywhere else. 
That is so they've made their own tradition. Obviously, grand finals played eighty fucking odd years in in uh, at the G. You you want to keep it there. So all the teams that have come in, you know, Sydney, West Coast, they come in full well knowing that if they yeah. have to play a grand final, it's got to be at the MCG. 100%. So it's it's not like it's not like they say, oh GWS, you know, we'll, we'll give you a license, you can come play, and then three years after say. Oh, but you can't play X games at home, even if you even if you finish top of the ladder. You know, it's it's so there, there's an understanding in there. That's just like, um, I, I, and I can tell you for a fact, if if they were to flip this on on if AFL came out, the AFL came out and said, oh, we're going to change it to whoever um, finishes higher on the ladder, we play the grand final there. A lot of interstate fans would flip out because they're used to the tradition of of coming to to the G. So it's like. You, you, you just can't change these things for people, um, not overnight. You know, it's probably not the best example. AFL and and uh, soccer being completely different sports, um, but you know, uh, you, you can draw similarities, but um, it's it's the differences that set us apart. And uh, I, I think to to really grow this sport, you need to have it a lot more accessible to the people in the local regions, like like the Western Melbourne. People aren't just going to travel, you know, off at the drop of a hat to Sydney for it. So, yeah, it's 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 a short it's a short term, small minded thing. Very small minded, and and Very. this interestingly enough has has already happened in the US with the MLS, where historically the highest ranked team won the hosting rights to the grand final. They moved away from that a few years ago and um, started selling off the grand finals over there to the highest bidder. It didn't work. They realised their mistake quite quickly and they've gone back and reverted to the highest ranked team earning that home final um, because it was a complete it was a complete disaster. Um, crowd attendances were down, interest in the game started waning and there was a big, there was a bit of a backlash from fans over there as well. So, you know, hopefully the APL can realise their mistake as well. Well, yeah, considering that the that the A leagues is initially very heavily based off how the MLS was structured, mm-hmm. I mean that stands to reason. I mean, and the US would have the exact same problem as we do. Like getting from one side of the country to the other is not four hours. Yep, yep. Big geographical divides. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Um, Julian in the chat, obviously Western United fan, was stating. Um, uh, oh shit! The chat just moved. There we go. Statement. Yeah, he's a Western United supporter. Which shows everyone that the club's at the club thinks about its um, supporters and fans. To be honest, um, Julian, just on this one, being you know not not a Western United fan, they have to. These guys have to. You can't afford not to be with your fans. You're you're, you're fresh into the league. You don't have a stadium. Yes, you're building one, but you don't have it yet. It, you know what I mean? Like it's not there. You can't play on it at this point of time. So you are borrowing and shifting and so forth and your your fans, you know, I mean, your club has to, and it's it's a good thing. It's just a shame that you look at some of the other clubs that are now in this situation and been in the competition for a long time, where they just bypass that, and they don't they don't take their fans into consideration all that often, and um, not even just this as a stand, like just in general, you know what I mean? Like a simple fan day, you know what I mean? Adelaide do a good one. Like I've seen a lot of shit on Robbie's Facebook page and. Stuff like that, with they, they interact with their fans well and so forth, but not without their issues. Um, the Jets struggle big time with that. We had a good one this year, but you know, other than, over the past years, 
not including COVID, we've struggled. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure the coast are exactly the same. You know, you're talking about the Central Coast, who have had so many ups and downs, like the Jets. Um, you know, with ownerships and everything else, and just player movement and shit like that. And it's just been a shit show. Fans, the supporter base of how many fans they get to a game, no different to us. Um, it's a shit show. It, it is a shit show. And then, you know, for me as a whole, we're, we're struggling as it is. That, that's for me the biggest issue. We're, as, a, as, a, as a competition, we are struggling. Hmm. And then you, they just go ahead and they do something so stupid like this on the back of a frigging fantastic World Cup campaign. Um, the, a, the, the W, the Women's World Cup next year. Um, and then this shit just fucking just in the middle and so forth, you know. Two weeks ago, we were fucking bringing Ronaldo to the ALIC. Today, we've got no fucking yeah. money. Where's the money coming from that exactly? Yeah, yeah, you know I saw I mean? that in the chat too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was in the chat as well. Um, but how, how can you go from meh to meh? In, in a short amount of days, yeah, cool. It's probably freaking absolute crock of shit or anything else like that. But they came out and stated it that oh, they are looking into it. If you're looking into it, you fucking surely you've tipped out your finances first before putting a statement out like that. Yeah, can we afford Ronaldo? He's 38. Surely he's got to be on pittance these days. He's just signed 145 million dollars or some shit to go to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, like where where was the money coming from? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. We can go on and on and on about it for hours. There's so much we could talk about um, as to why it's a shit show, why it's so wrong, um, why we're against the, you know, why, why the the parties themselves. Um, what were they thinking is the main one. You know what I mean? Like, did they consider the fans at all? Or was it just a fucking blatant, yeah, sounds good. Fucking. Yeah, who cares what they think? The, the money, money sounds good. It's more money than we had today. Sign the paperwork. Two, two, two things that are going to scare them, and two things that will make them change their mind. One, which I've seen a lot of active supports um, already state that they're going to do, which I, I liked the sound of it, and that's my own personal opinion, which is boycott the home and the way finals. <laughs> you know. Kick it where it really hurts. Because don't forget, the clubs do not get the money from those tickets. That goes directly back to the APL. APL. The only thing that the clubs get money from is a prize pool for the end if they win the grand final. That's what they get from that whole series. All right? So they're not getting the money from the ticket sales. So let's kick the, the APL where it actually hurts. The second thing that I was thinking of just during this, and I know Ben loves his hypotheticals, there's got to be something in the contractual clause with AP, uh, with APL and Paramount Plus slash Channel 10 in relation to damage control, that if the APL brings uh, the game into disrepute and loses the potential of Paramount 10 and uh, their earning uh, opportunities, that, that, could, card. that could potentially null and void their contract, yeah? Yeah. Get a so, free card. So how's that eight eight figure uh, salary looking at the moment in regards to the new New South Wales, given all the uh, controversy this is causing at the moment? Because I just saw Channel Ten plug a few of their news articles on this, and I'm sure they're licking their lips. Oh, 100 percent. The other side of the coin, the other side of the coin is as well as that with all that money, if we, if we do end up boycotting the final series, 
guess what? The suits at the APL don't get paid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh, we're, we're asking all these questions, and um, I honestly believe they just didn't think there'd be this backlash and that they wouldn't have to deal with any sort of repercussions. I'm, I'm reading um, – I, I can't get past these two paragraphs in Sydney's statement um, I've, I've, I've just read um, where they've said, uh, it's our firm belief the APL board and management – uh, many who have who have been long-term supporters and advocates of the game in this country uh, make decisions in the best interest of the A-League. Given the current commercial realities of professional football in Australia, we understand that this is was a difficult but necessary uh, decision for growth of the game. I, I, that just sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. It's just like, oh, you know, trust Big Daddy. He'll he'll he knows what to do. You know, and it's like. I don't understand where the growth of the game is coming from playing one game in another city that no one can get to, other than the fact that they got a bit of extra money to throw on around. But from what I've seen, the APL's not spending that money that well. You know, they're not bringing in, you know, if you're going to bring in, you've got to counteract this with something, bring in some marquees, but they're not. They're just saying, we've got money and you've got to travel. That's that's all that's happened in the last few days. And this statement from Sydney, it's it just, it, it fucking boggles the mind that, that they can just put that out with blinders on and and not understand or or give a shit why people don't care, you know. I, I feel sorry for the for the Cove and the Sydney supporters that I, I believe the vast majority would be against this. So yeah, yeah, it's just I, I I just I see that after we've been having these conversations for the last few days, and you know, trying to think of the, I'm trying to think of the positives from this whole scenario, but like. I honestly just there's so there's so few and far between, and then they come and drop a statement like that, and it just it makes the blood boil. If if we're seeing United had dropped a statement like that, like fuck that that'd be almost membership revoking stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is and that and Sydney statements on par with Melbourne City's statement as well. Um, you know mm. who basically turned around and said, "Look, there's money." Like. What are, you, what are you complaining about? You know, they, they quote, you know, there's an economic reality that our sport has to face post-COVID. But, you know, isn't isn't that what the, the Paramount deal and the, the Silver Group money was for? Like, th- this is only, what, from the New South Wales government, what, eight? An eight figure? Like 10, 10 million or whatever it was? 15, so, yeah, 12, 12 cash and 3 million contra. So 12, ca- 12 million, essentially. There you go. Thank you. So, you know, and then what happened to the other, you know, 140 million from silver, you know, where, where's that all that gone? Like, you, you can't say we're strapped for cash after we've signed a deal like that. And, uh, yeah. 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 I think the biggest issue is, you know, like you look at the flights, the flights are ridiculous as they are now. Can you imagine Sydney frigging knowing three months out from the grand final? Away we go, boys. Jack the shit. They're going to have to pay it. They've got no choice. I I did a I did a quick search the morning of see how much it cost for me to fly over there, stay over from the Thursday through to the Sunday um travelling back and already between airfares and flights without taking into consideration meals, without consideration of my ticket, without consideration of travel, it was gonna cost me over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Now I've seen it. At half time, there's been a couple of times where we like last year, perfect example, heading over the Melbourne City for the the second leg, all right, of the final series. At half time, we already watched our prices go up in airfares 
by $200. All right. Now you're trying to tell us that you can plan ahead. That's a load of crap. We still have to wait until we get confirmation that we are going into the grand final. And by then, as soon as the airfares, uh, airlines know that we're going to go into it, they're already jacking up the prices. So your your point's invalid. And that's, I think, the biggest thing that's frustrating me. In all of these circumstances, every point that they have made in regards to why this deal is so great has counterclaims against them uh, uh, as long as my own. So they, they can't honestly keep telling us this is about money. They've got a plenty of money there that they can't even provide us as to how it's been accounted for, all right? $140 million is not a amount of pocket change. So what have you done with it? Well, they're then, obviously not good at, at managing it because, I mean, they spent $30 million developing an app that barely <laughs> anyone uses and uh, is, as far as I'm concerned, a steaming pile of shit. Well, it keeps I, on losing my bloody fantasy teams every time I go to the bloody log. Oh, up. <laughs> I don't know why they don't. I use the uh, the, the Sportsmate app. That shit rocked. Yeah, yeah. I was using Sportsmate. They and, got I they mean, got one. They got one for EPL as well and everything else under the sun. I just use that. Well, the the A League's fantasy app is basically Sportsmate reskinned, and yeah. they yeah. spent shitloads of cash trying to develop their own one. Realized that it couldn't work, and um, basically bought Sportsmate's off the shelf sort of solution there. So, yeah, there's um, there's some of the money. <laughs> I mean, as as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to stuff like that, I mean. Me and Josh can speak volumes to this. We don't need an app. We don't need an app. We just have a million people on Facebook messages send it to us. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah, just bombard them. You open it up and you get like four messages and it's all the same thing from the same four people. Yeah, exactly right. Um, before before we go any further, guys, I just want to thank everyone in the chat who's been here. We've been pretty much steady at you know over thirty in the chat. Um, this whole good hour and a bit. Um, we're going to sort of wrap it up. Um, now. So probably to say the last 10 minutes, final thoughts and so forth. So if you guys have any questions that you want to get out that we haven't um, stated or meant or touched on, if we don't get to you, it's already been said. If you've missed it, apologies. Go read back and watch it. Um, but, yeah, as I said, guys, share it around. It is important that, you know, we, we want to be heard. You know, us as fans, I'm sure we're not going to be the only podcast. I'm sure there's going to be plenty out there that are going to get involved in it. And, you know, again, I'm sure. If they need any more volunteers or whatever to jump on and shit, there's plenty here that'll jump on there again and um, voice their opinion just because their blood's boil and it's just a joke. Shouldn't be the way it's also, going. Also, as well, we're in the yep. while you're in the throes of thanking people, massive shout out to Luke Sports Gaming Live who <laughs> brought it to my attention a little bit later on in the stream because I wasn't paying too much attention to it, but the chat went absolutely disgusting at some points, and Luke has been swinging the band hammer when required with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a few people going on in there. Just as I said, guys, we're all here for the right reasons. We're all here to um, voice our concerns. It is the main one. You know, we've all got an opinion, yes, but they are concerns. And it is a concern um, as fans. It's a concern, surely, for the league. Surely, the league. Shaping the future of the game. Exactly right. Um, so before we get into the final thoughts as well, I do want to let everyone know, while these guys are all in here, there's a big crowd in here. We will be doing another podcast. Um, in the new year, early in the new year, I am looking at getting a few current and past um, females of the of the Australian game on to dissect the uh, Women's World Cup, which honestly, you talk about issues, there's another one right there. 
mm. massive issues in the W League. Um, you know, the, the, women, the women's game as a whole, but obviously the way the World Cup, I feel, has been structured, two games two games midweek for the, for this for, for your home nation fucking fathoms me. I just don't get that. How they're expecting a game. You're talking about people wanting to travel and support their nation um, in, let's be honest, a world, it's probably Australia's only football World Cup in a long time. Can't see the men getting it for a long time without unless you share it with fucking New Zealand and someone else. Um, Indonesia. Yeah. God knows whoever else. But that's another going to be another hot topic um, in the in the new year as well, just dissecting that and getting everyone's thoughts in regards to, uh, as I said, two midweek games. I find that just absolute nonsense when, you know, you want to try and get everyone. Everyone's going to want to try and get to all three games and so forth. They have to take nearly two weeks off work when they shouldn't. They should be able to take a couple of days off Friday over the weekend or whatever. That's a completely different podcast we will get into in the new year. Um, but, yeah, I just want to thank, before we go into it as well, everyone who's here. All you guys who's jumped on and reached, you know, answered the call um, to come on and voice your opinion. Uh, the guys from the Western United Western Service crew. Um, obviously, we've got Adelaide as well, Red Army, and then um, Pete as well for the Central Coast guys. As I said, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no love loss. You know, we hate the coast; they hate, hate us. But at the end of the day. I can football's football, and we 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 just want to be able to watch it week in week out. And we the want enemy to be able of to... my enemy is my friend. And that's exactly right. I've had plenty of freaking beers with Coast and a few of the cozy boys, to be yeah, exactly honest, and um, so forth. But as I said, it is just one of those good rivalries and so forth. And yeah, thanks everyone in the chat as well for jumping in. And um, yeah, we'll sort of dissect into the final thoughts. And if you guys have got any last questions as well, but um, yeah, I'll leave it over to you, Benny, to finish her up. Alrighty, guys. So we'll start with uh, Western Service crew. Jay, Benny, your your final thoughts for tonight? Uh, look, um, it's good to know that the vast majority of the fans are on the same page. Um, let's hope they listen because I, I, I don't know what we're going to do if they don't. Um, I want to still keep going to games. I love this sport. I, I, I try and make every game I can, but... Uh, when, when, yeah, when you're getting sort of stabbed in the back and, and not told anything and then getting thrown around and treated like, you know, uh, they don't care, then it, it sort of takes the fun out of it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's, it's still very, you know, red, you know, hot off the press, you know. Like we've said, it's only been out for, you know, it's Wednesday night now. So, um, it's still hot off. There'll, there'll still be, you know, Lots to come, you know, tomorrow and throughout this weekend. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, the actives and, you know, the fallout from that. And then, yeah, next week it'll still be hot, coming hot and fast. So, yeah, very interested to see. Hope we get a a positive outcome for football fans in this country. Yeah, 100%. I think um, you're spot on there, Ben. Um, You know, it's obviously such a fluid situation, so dynamic. It's constantly evolving um, as the hours tick by and as each club releases new statements, as each supporter group releases their statement and their position and everything like that as well. Um, Feels a little bit like the game in Australia is on a bit of a precipice at the moment. It's on a bit of a knife edge, um, hinging on what happens next out of out of all of this. And, you know, my biggest hope, um, if nothing else, 
is that we will see some sort of reform in the way that the APL board operates. Um, do they give every club a seat at the table and, and a fair say because we haven't seen that to this point? Do they overhaul their consultation process? I, I hope that's the absolute minimum that we see out of this. I think fans on the board is a, st- is a good start. Even if it's not fans on the board, because I mean, like I said, Central Coast, Western Service, uh, Western uh, United, sorry, um, Adelaide, none of these clubs have a seat on the table, um, mm. have a representative on the APL board. So that is the absolute minimum, getting every club represented on the APL board as it should be. 100%. Mr. Robbie. And um, what? Who's that? Oh, sorry. Uh, just just uh, maybe instead of fans at the board, um, maybe more forums for the fans, you know, uh, have more uh, like public, uh, more teams should have like more public uh, interaction with their fans. I know Western United, we do it uh, like on, on a one-on-one level and, you know, you can come up and talk and, and they're all up for it. But I think like, you know, these sorts of public forums when you can throw your hand up and ask a question and, and grill grill the people running the club, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, we've got one coming up in January for the for the coast as well. So, um, and you know, our CEO is always on the on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, and he's on the CCM Fans Forum as well. So, you know, it's it's great to see how accessible um, you guys have it um, to to your executives and your decision makers there as well. And yeah, as as you say, hopefully that continues across the league. But um, touching on your point there as well, hopefully the APL starts consulting with fans on on decisions like this as well, because we know that none of us have spoken to. Mm. Many football forums are the way to go. We'll throw to uh, Mr. Robbie of the Red Army. Thank you. Um, my final thought is Einstein said it best with his definition of insanity, which is repeating the same process and expecting a different outcome. At the end of the day, we've already dealt with similar situations like this in the past. That's why the NSL ended up folding in the long run, and that's why the A-League was born. These people that need to remember they are only here for a period of time. This game will live on forever. If they continue to act the way they are and that they are showing the malice that they are showing towards the fans, they will not be here for long. They need to acknowledge, recognise their mistake, own up to their mistake and move on. They need to get away from our game. They need to move away from any form of decision-making. The fans do need someone on the board in order to be able to make sure that when a decision is made, all best interests are taken into consideration to that decision. Unfortunately, with forums, you have an ability for the club or the person holding the forum to make sure that it is held in a certain light that they seem deemable and fit. In the retrospect of a a fan or a representative of the fans being taken into consideration with all decisions being made across the board, we have a far more opportunity to be in an open and honest forum. So, look, for me, at the end of the day, we know that there is going to be some damage coming out of this, whether it comes from the fans or it comes from the government's perspective in regards to this deal. It will be up to the APL now where they choose to turn the sword. And I can assure you at the moment, the government may be salty, but the fans will never forget this. 150%. Saying that, I'm going to uh, close up with my own remarks as well. And one of the big things that, I personally am going going to put forward to take out of this is that basically what I mentioned earlier, at the end of the day, and this goes to the wider footballing community landscape 
in, in Australia at the moment. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Doesn't matter whether they're a coastie, matter whether they're Red Army, whether they're Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, brothers in arms, sisters in arms, everyone must be united on this to change to to realistically happen. It doesn't matter what they it doesn't matter what club jersey they wear. Yeah, to get this over the line and and to get our voices heard, we all as fo- as as a family must become the football family once again in this country to push for what we what what the we need to push for the fans for the game. Football football can happen, but it can't happen without fans. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't honestly agree more. Um, I just want to start by thanking, as I said again, everybody for jumping on jumping in tonight, um, and everyone obviously who is here on the on the podcast itself um, for giving up your time. Um, for me personally, it's it's one of those ones that that, have, that is very simple. Um, as fans, we need to stand up, we need to stand together, and we need to stand by our decision. Yeah, that 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 is the biggest one for me, um, because as Robbie said as well, they've made a mistake. They need to own that mistake um, and apologise. Whether they freaking get forgiveness or not is a different story, but they need to own up to their mistake. And um, fingers crossed they do, because at the end of the day, we want this resolved as soon as humanly possible. Um, you know, we, we don't want to be sitting, getting close to final series, and it's still being a shit show and everything else. Um, a big shout out to pretty much all the reporters, you know, your Simon Hills, your Adam Peacocks and stuff like that for pretty much going out there and standing up for the fans as well as pretty much um, as a whole was a good thing um, and running with, and pretty much all their stuff has been spot on. Um, and yeah, other than that, get, get down, support your club as best you can, you know, whether, you, you know, whether you guys stage a walkout, um, yeah. Keep silent, whatever whatever it may be, do it together. You know what I mean? The last thing you want is 90% walking out and then 10% sort of sitting there. You know what I mean? That's the, for me is the biggest one. I just hope that if, if it's going to happen, it happens for the right reasons and everyone joins in on it. It's not just sort of a fan base. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, the fan base is going to do it. If one, if one bloke in the fan base says we're doing it, it happened. It's, we know that. It's going to happen. It's Hopefully, the wider supporter. It's the wider supporters that it needs to, that, that we need to engage and need to and drill into them that we're not just doing this as a fan base. We're doing this as a club. We're doing this as supporters of the game and so forth. So For the players. Yeah. Which, which, yeah. You literally freaking brought me right into my next point. And the final one from me is um, I just want to – state that you know again as we've said on throughout the night um not once do we blame the players for any of this um not once do we feel that they're all for it um at the end of the day regardless of whether there's five people inside that stadium because of a walkout or you know no one walks out at all we just want to we just want to watch football the best we possibly can you know and it is a good league it's a it's a young league. It's we're still learning. Everyone makes mistakes when you're a league like us. Um, you know, you've got your Premier League and so forth that don't make overly big mistakes because they've been doing it for a freaking long time. 
but you know we're we're still young. We make we will make mistakes. It's just how how we go about fixing the mistake. And this one, this one's a big one. You need to fix it ASAP before it goes too far. Before fans start start boycotting games more often, um, and other other people reap the benefits, i.e., your pubs, clubs, whatever, because they're not walking the 15 metres over the road to watch the game. They sit, they'll just sit at the pub and go with their mates and do it that way. Um, but, yeah, other than that, guys, um, we're going to wrap it up there. We do thank you guys for jumping on and listening to a good hour and a half of us um, talk about our, you know, our thoughts. Again, we just want to, you know, personally, our thoughts, not the club or anything like that. They're more well, speak for Ben and myself anyway. Um, they're our thoughts, no one else's. Um, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And if you support the situation, if you support it, that's your choice. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and say you're an idiot and you've made the wrong decision. That's your choice. Um, and yeah, that's it. Good, good, good luck to you. And hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. It is muchly appreciated. We don't sit there really and sort of go, come and subscribe, come subscribe, you know, la la la. We're not about that. We're just two blokes who love football at the end of the day. And- we're no journos. We're no definitely, definitely no journos or anything like that. We're just two blokes who love football. At the end of the day, I don't care who you support. I'll sit down and have a beer with you. I'll, you know, I've openly sat in the Western United fan support. I've been to the Adelaide United's pub, right in there, right in the territory, wearing jet ski, no issues at all. Don't care. Um, it's it, to me, it's it's more than a rivalry or frigging, you know, lashing out of supporters. It's um, you know, it's about the game. The game is the winner. We're we're just lucky to be able to witness it. So, um, other than that, Benny, you got anything else before we finally wrap it up, mate? No, man, I'm good. Good. Um, boys from the Western United Western United boys, thank you very much for jumping on today. It is muchly appreciated. Thank you, fellas. Our pleasure. Um, if you guys aren't aware, they they've got a podcast themselves. Um, Go over and yeah. support support that. It's, uh, yeah, on on pause at the moment, but all out west. Uh, well, I've just have been having some issues with personnel uh, and and getting stuff together. Uh, but well, ho- ho- hopefully we'll be able to get it back up and running soon. But soon, but we got plenty of podcasts from last season uh, yeah. as well. If if you yeah. want an insight on into that, onto what it's like to win a championship. <laughs> If you're, if, uh, we've if all you're, been there. If you're a Western United fan who wasn't aware of a podcast or anything like that, or haven't been able, or you know, have thought about getting into the active um, support and haven't, and do just it. go there and sit there and with their family and that, no, get in there and do it. They're they're a great bunch of people, um, very family friendly. You know, there's kids and everything running around in there uh, from ages of zero up and so forth. Um, great great bunch of people. So be sure to get into that. Central Coast, obviously, um, you guys have got your own podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the Coast Football Ramble podcast available wherever you get your podcasts, really. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, We will have a new episode dropping some point in time tonight. I will be jumping off this call and straight back into post-production. We caught up with Sean Millicamp earlier today uh, for a really good candid chat for about 35 minutes. So um, if you're interested in hearing some of what happened in the sort of back end of this decision um, from an executive level, definitely feel free to tune in 
There it is. That's um, definitely something to be listening to. Absolutely. It's worth having them a listen. And um, same thing, if you're a Central Coast fan, sitting in the podcast in, in the chat at the moment, listening away, haven't got involved with their fan base or anything like that, be sure, jump in, and I'm sure they'll um, let you in with open arms and, you know, friggin' all that sort of shit. As I said, most of the fan base is pretty good. Um, BYO source bottle and cannon. Hundred percent. Hey, get to Central Coast Stadium. You might win yourself a master food hamper. Plenty of sauce going around. Um, but um, yeah, jump into Bay Sixteen. It's always a it's always a good time in there, and um, everyone in there is, is super welcoming and friendly, as, as you just said. Absolutely. And they say the A League's got no culture. How can you say that with those <laughs> with sauce, the sauce bottles walking around and the, and the sauce blimp occasionally flying around at Central Coast Stadium? If you're lucky enough to ever catch that one as well. So, the blokes um, up yeah. the top with the trumpets. Big band. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's, the big band. That's, that's a rare occasion that you see that now, but um, yeah, they might make a special appearance on New Year's. Yeah. I was, I was just about to say, BB to it again, Benny. I was going to say, they got the palm trees, the sauce bottles, and <laughs> if you can play a trumpet, I'm sure they'll pretty take it. <laughs> it, is, it, is a, it is a treat, trust me. Friggin you're sitting there, and next minute, friggin a couple of blokes run around, friggin bloody playing. It's, 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 good, it's good atmosphere, it's good banter, and Unique, uh, yeah. It is very unique. Um, yeah, good lads. Finally, Robbie, mate, muchly appreciate again for jumping on. Um, you know, we, we talk football a lot, me and Robbie. And Benny, had, as I said, had the pleasure to go on Adelaide. It is one of the best away days you'll ever do, honestly. It oh, is yeah. fantastic atmosphere. Um, not the best place if it pisses down rain because it's not much cover, but other than that, you're pretty good. Hey, um, you, go sit, you go sit in the newsstand now. Yeah, I mean, okay, so a couple of things as well. You guys. Talking about Central Coast Mariners, if you've got the most important freak, what about Marvin? Oh, oh Marvin. Oh, I was like, oh, 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 I can't, all right? Oh, Marvin. No, Marvin iconic. You know what? Marvin if, is the greatest shit poster on Twitter. I love Marvin, it. Marvin can fix this whole A League. Oh, if there's Wait. anyone that can fix it, it's absolutely Marvin. I um I was privileged enough to do the uh, the MCing on the on the ground on uh, on Sunday afternoon for the derby there, and um got, made sure to give Marvin a big hug uh, as he made his way around the stadium. There is uh, is great value and gives good hugs too. He's very yeah very cuddly. I'm no, so no, jealous. No. So jealous. The, barbe- the barbecue yeah. sauce bottle has got uh has got the <laughs> got the perfect meme for the Mariners for this whole situation. <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred um, percent. Yeah, no, but definitely LA. Get get down for an away day. Um, definitely, yeah. would highly recommend. We've just renovated the stadium. It now the sound is amazing. Like the the Melbourne Victory game, the it, it feels like a proper boutique stadium now. So, um, apart from that, look, I may not have a podcast, but I am on Twitter at uh, RobDogs87. I've chucked it in the chat as well. I do a lot of shit posting. All right, I'm not gonna lie. There is a lot, a lot of shit posting, and you will either love my stupid humour or you'll block me pretty quickly. Um, I will let you decide that one. Um, Robbie, Robbie doesn't obviously not not, not a big fan of his uh, his his mate's podcast, Adelaide, but you've got, you've got the Purebred Reds um, podcast mm. there that does um they do they do a fair bit of content and everything. Not a lot anymore, actually. He's he's yeah. uh, he's stepped aside due to work. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that he um he put out a post, I believe. We do we do have a new one that's just come out though, and they do other balls as well, which is called Night Shift Ball. Uh, so it's two blokes who are uh, Red Army, and they basically um they, they both work night shift, so they watch a lot of the 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 overseas and also Adelaide United. So definitely would high, highly recommend uh, they're on Spotify as well. 
No, it's too easy. But yeah, be sure to get to, to any of these grounds. If you if you don't if you support any one of them, you know all of them are pretty good um, to get along to Central Coast. Nice and easy, straight off the train, cross the road, freaking piece of piss, happy days. Adelaide, not too bad to get to. Honestly, it was a messy day. Can't remember how I got to the ground, but we got there. Um, thanks yeah. to whoever helped us along the way. <laughs> Western United, as long as you don't play in Geelong, you're pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, it's a shit show. Worry about that. It's a shit oh, show. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't play there anymore. Yeah, Cats won't there. let us. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good thing. At least Ballarat, you can sort of. Yeah, Ballarat's decent. I don't know why I got it, Ballarat. Um, but yeah, honestly, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Muchly appreciate it, all you guys, everyone in the chat. If you haven't got to any of these grounds, be sure to do so. Good luck to all the gentlemen's teams on the weekend, which I can easily say because none of his arrival are playing each other this weekend. So happy days. Yeah. All. <laughs> so hopefully, you all get up. Um, and yeah, football at the end of the day is the winner. Um, the fans, without football, there, without fans, there is no football. And um, voice your opinion as much as you guys possibly can in whatever way you can. Not, you know, nothing, nothing ridiculous, no friggin' foul language or friggin' race or racial shit. Death threats and shit death like threats that. Any crap like that. That's bullshit. Fucking not. And as Robbie said, we don't condone that shit. It's absolute crock of shit. And um, you voice it in the right way. You will be heard. End of story. Mm. Done deal. Other than that, guys, we'll catch you guys later on the next podcast. As I mentioned before, big shout out to Gabriel Marptometrist at Jesmond, our major sponsor. If you haven't been down there in the Newcastle area, do so. Tell them I sent you and um, they'll look after you down there at all. And other than that, till I see you guys at a game or so forth, I'll probably see a couple of the Western boys on Boxing Day again as a neutral, going down, support the football. Um, don't walk out on that shit because freaking I've come down to actually watch that game. <laughs> being the friggin' Melbourne victory versus Western United, so I'll be quite pissed if we if I pay me money for a ticket and then walk out friggin' twenty minutes later. Um, or just let me know beforehand so I don't have to waste my dollars. Um, and yeah, other than that, guys, friggin' enjoy your football. We'll catch you guys next time on the next podcast. Take it easy, as always, Benny. Well, we've got one here. No, I don't have it. You've got to do no, it. No, you don't have it, but we'll do it live no. because the type of finishes it finishes every podcast. If you haven't heard it yet. Friggin' Pete, you're going He knows, to- <laughs> he knows. Poor Pete, poor Pete knows. He's got that look on his face. As always, Benny, we hate. We hate. Go scum. Go scum. Take it easy, boys.